Welcome to the Mimi B Podcast. I'm your host, Mimi Bouchard, and this podcast is designed to help you become the best version of yourself possible. This podcast will motivate you and give you the tools that you need to get to where you want to be. Hey guys, I'm super excited about today's episode. We have Miss Nikki Sharp on the podcast. She's in Bali right now, living the life. She is a wellness expert. I found her on Instagram. I'm obsessed with her page. You guys are going to love her. She was a former model and now she is this huge wellness expert, like I said. And, you know, she's massive, amazing following and an amazing audience. And she is so passionate about helping others create a balance and fulfill lifestyle and feel good about themselves. And yeah, welcome, Nikki. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh. Thank you. What an intro. And I'm so excited to (laughs) chat all the things today. Yes, I'm so excited as well. So before we get into all the juicy topics that we're so excited to talk about, I want you to just recap your story. You have an incredible story. You've, you know, struggled a lot like with body image, just as I have as well, and a lot of girls listening. And you've really found this incredible, you know, balance now and in, in, you know, the time today um, with your body and your mindset and your health. And it's just so inspirational. And you know, I wish every single girl that has gone through body image issues, eating disorders, like I, I hope everybody can get to the point that you are um, at now. And it's it's really incredible, your story. I've, I know it because I've lurked you on social media, but I would love it if you could just kind of recap for the new listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and just thank you. And I, I agree so much in, in just that like quick thing you say that like anyone out there listening who is struggling, I just want everyone to know that you are not alone. And that's something that I felt while I was going through all of my challenges, which I'll run through. But I always felt like I was alone, that there was no one to talk to, that nobody understood what it felt like. And now that I've come over and you know I'm, I'm on the other side, I get to help other people and be that support system. And it's... Um, it's empowering for me to be able to help someone else who was in my position. So yeah, a little bit about my story. I was a model for many years, uh, international model, traveled, lived all over the, the world, Singapore, Seoul, Bangkok, Athens, London, New York, Sydney, like you name it, I was there. And during all of this time, I, I was in an industry that, you know, obviously promotes being very skinny and they tell you, that like one client or one agency will tell you that you're perfect. Another one will tell you you need to gain weight or lose weight. And so you're never quote unquote perfect for anyone. And and that's like in today's age, you will never be perfect for anyone, which is why you must be perfect for yourself. So in that, I, I you know, was not confident. I ended up getting um, anorexia and I kind of starved myself, not kind of, I did starve myself for many years and I remember I went to an eating disorder clinic. I was living in London at the time and I, it was a six month waiting list to get admitted into the the hospital. And I was 80 pounds at the time. And I just remember thinking, I don't know if I have six months to live at this point because I know there's something wrong and I need to fix it. it. It was like, I was kind of killing myself, but I didn't want to be. And it was, it was all about, you know, control and being fearful of food. So I went from there and then I went on the other end where I started binging and it was like all these years of starvation 
I started then eating anything and everything under the sun. And it was just this world of like, what can I shove into my body today to numb the emotions and all this stuff I didn't want to go through. And so I went through those two and that my, my self journey was really overcoming those two massive things. And the hard thing about food, and we all go with it, go through it, and especially as women in today's day and age, is that something like alcohol and cigarettes and drugs, like you can go cold turkey and you can stop. But food, you have to get to the root cause of what's going on because you can't just say, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to eat anymore. I, you know, mm-hmm. so that that's really where I started to learn and study about the mind, about yoga, exercise, different forms of fitness, and I, I fell in love with nutrition. Um, but just to give a little more background, it wasn't that I just went through the two eating disorders. I also was on Accutane three times. So some places, some countries know it as Roaccutane, some places know it as Accutane. It's the strongest form of acne med- medication you can be on. I was on it three times before I was 22. And my dermatologist actually told me, you know, you're just, you're unlucky. You might just be one of those people that has to be on it for the rest of your life. And like people look at my skin now and they're like, what do you mean you had bad acne? I'm like, no, it, it was pretty bad. Um, so I had that. I was hospitalized twice growing up for uh, stomach issues. I've been hospitalized twice for insomnia. I had electrodes connected to my body while they did a sleep study because I didn't sleep. I was um I had insomnia and was on sleeping pills for five years straight, like taking Ambien for five years straight. And through all of this, you know, nothing worked, nothing changed, no matter what I did. And every time I went to the doctor, they just told me stress, there's, you know, stop stressing. And that doesn't really work when you're a high stressed out person trying to figure out your purpose in life and what you're doing. And so let's say long story long is that I, I realized that I needed to go the self self route of learning because my insurance, like back in the day, insurance didn't cover acupuncture and I didn't have enough money for therapy. So I started going to nutrition courses and I loved it. And I got my yoga teacher certification, fell in love with that. And throughout the journey, I started sharing everything I was going through with my audience. And so I became, I guess I, I became the voice of reason and authenticity before anyone else was doing it on Instagram, which is why my following built and why people, you know, trust me now. And so I just, I had one of those moments where at the time I was going, you know, binging and feeling like shit and all of these things. And I wanted and I needed to know that people that I looked up to, like Miranda Kerr and Giselle, you know, who are famous models, that they had bad days, that they binged, that they, you know, maybe drank too much and felt like shit the next day. I just, I needed to know so that I didn't feel so alone and that I knew that if they could overcome it, so could I. And unfortunately, you know, they've kind of promoted these lives of being perfect. And I said from that day onwards, if I ever get well known, I will always be the girl that shares her journey so that it gives others hope. And and that's where we are today is I, you know, I try to give others hope because I've been there and I know what it's like to be scared of food and eat emotionally and 
be terrified that you, you know, aren't making money and you're not living your purpose and what is your purpose and, and all those questions that we, we all go through. And so that's, I guess that, that would be the like five minute version, long version. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I love that so much. How incredible, like good for you. I think everyone should look up to you for that because honestly, Nikki, it's so hard to be vulnerable and it's so important to, at the same time because you have such a big audience, especially of young girls. And as do I, a lot of young girls listening to this podcast and, you know, following both of us on Instagram, like we need to show that life isn't perfect. And, you know, yes, we can have perfect moments, but we're real. And, you know, we, we both go through shit and, and hardships. And it's like, you don't just get there. You don't just like achieve the personal development and then like stay there. It's a constant work, you know? And yeah, so that that's just amazing. And your story is so incredible and commendable. And it's just amazing how you've just been able to take control of your mind in a healthy way, because I know eating disorders and all of these like negative mental patterns are, are about control, but there's also the good type of control that it's like, I'm going to control myself to not want to restrict or to not binge. That's a lot about the emotional eating. Like mm-hmm. I talk about intuitive eating and emotional eating a lot. And I know you do as well. And you know, it's the biggest killer, I think, like, especially for women wanting to lose weight. And what I really love about what you preach, it's like, you're still preaching like if you want to get healthy and lose body fat, you can still do that in a healthy way. Like it doesn't need to be this like evil dieting world. And then like on the other spectrum, like this body positivity, like eat whatever you want, like, you know, don't care as much about your health. Like we, there's a perfect balance and I think you really master that. And it's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And and vice versa. Like I love everything you share and say, and it's, you know, having, having overcome the two eating disorders and, and yeah, I would say mastered the mind and like, I manifest anything I want now. And that's like a whole nother topic where in the whole spirituality world, like I hate getting woo woo. And I hate, I really, I don't want to say hate, that's a strong word, but like, I really dislike when, when people get to this point where they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm super fat and I love my body. And like, and like, don't get me wrong. If you are overweight, I, I love you. And I commend you for anyone there because we have to love where we're at. But what I disagree on is that when someone says, Oh my gosh, I love my body. I'm 300 pounds overweight. I'm going to be this, the, the new voice of reason. It's like, no, because we're trying to get to this place of balance in the nineties. We went, we went through, you know, skinny is the, the sexiest thing. And then we went through the you know, like starting from 2010, it was like strong is the new fit. And then by the end of the, like towards the end of the like 20, you know, 18, 17, 18, 19, it's like this, as long as I, the body positivity and I love my body, everything's good. And it's like, well, actually at the end of the day, what we're all trying to find is balance because you should be able to eat. Like I can eat a pizza now today and not binge. And I can eat a pizza and it doesn't set me off tomorrow. And I can also choose to not eat a pizza because I just don't feel like it. And it's like, so finding that balance within where you're at is the most important thing. And and we have to love where we're at no matter where we are, because your body will, like, here's the thing, your body will always be changing. That is guaranteed. Your body will never be the same as it was yesterday. And, and I can say that right now, I injured my shoulder yesterday. And I was, I basically couldn't move all day yesterday. And then today couldn't exercise again. And it's like, 
So your body will constantly be changing and we get stuck on this. I want to look like I did 10 years ago. It's like, well, that's cool. It's probably not going to happen, but you can try to look the best you can now. And like, that's why I always tell people, don't focus on how you look, focus on how you want to feel. Because when you focus on how you want to feel every day, like I want to feel vibrant, energetic. I want to have energy when I wake up and I want to go to sleep feeling tired, you know, with no, no problems sleep. And I want to have a full night's sleep and I want to have a clear mind. I want to be happy all day. When I focus on those, I will naturally make the right decisions. So it takes away this whole, like I am the body, the body is me. If, if that all makes sense, I get super passionate about this whole side of thing. Yes. No, it makes so much sense. And and I totally agree with you. It, it is about how you feel. And, you know, for me personally, I've definitely had struggles with like emotional eating, overeating, binging, and then on the other side of the spectrum as well, like being super restrictive. Um, but, you know, the, the biggest thing that's helped me in like this past year, I've reached like the best body I've ever had personally. And it feels like the least work I've ever put into mm-hmm. it. So it's so interesting. And it's more about the mentality. And, you know, we both have health and weight loss programs. And I think we preach like a very similar thing. And it, it, a lot of it has to do with the intuitive eating. And it's like listening to how you feel. And it's like stopping eating when you're when you're not hungry anymore, when you're full. Like you don't need to like if you disassociate your mind to your body, like, you know, it, it's just it's so different, right? And it's just so much easier when you're just thinking about how you want to feel. Because at the end of the day, being super full and after a binge, it's not a good feeling. Like it actually physically is like the worst. It's like the worst feeling, you know? So if we're just in tune with our bodies, like it's just so much more simple. And going to like the whole body positivity thing, like we're so aligned on that. Like I, you know, I think it's amazing to love yourself where you are, but love yourself enough to take care of yourself. And you know what I mean? Like that's the biggest form of self-love is treating your body with love and, and feeding it amazing high quality food and not overeating and really giving it movement because you love it. And because of the health benefits to that, like if you don't want to look like a Victoria's Secret model, that's okay too. You don't need to want to have that aesthetic, but just at least taking care of your body enough to like, you know, eat the right things, the healthy things that we all globally know are healthy, like more fruits and veggies, whole foods, you know, like unprocessed crap. Like that would just naturally, you you wouldn't be you know, like all, all those leading people in the body positivity movement. Like, you know, I, 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 I really struggle believing that they, you know, a lot of them say like, Oh, I'm so healthy, but I struggle with that because it's like, but if you were like, you know, having an excess amount of body fat on your body is not a healthy thing. Right. Like it, it's not well, right. And, and like go, you know, going from that, it's like, if we, if we take the actual physical body out of it, because this is what I've learned over the years of gaining weight, losing weight, gaining it, losing it, you know, feeling like shit, feeling great is your body is not who you are. And and as society, especially in Western society, we associate who we are with how we look. And, and I think you and I have, like I lived in Paris last year and it was the best thing I've ever done because I was, you know, by myself in a country, I didn't speak the language and I had to really start to learn like, who am I outside of this thing where everyone there treats their body with respect and they all eat croissants and butter and, you know, like wine and all of that. And, and in the Western world, we get so caught up with 
I am my body, my body is me. And it's like, well, okay, so if you take the body out of it, do you want to have heart disease? If you don't, then don't be eating certain things. If you do, then okay, sure, keep doing that. But it's like, take the actual body out of it and think about the internal body because we we just stay so far. And this is why like the body positivity movement, I'm sorry, I'm not a fan, honestly. And like, you can quote me on it. And I know I'm going to piss a lot of people off because I'm some skinny little white girl talking about this. And I get that. But at the end of the day, it has nothing to do with how big, how small your weight, how much you weigh, how small you weigh. It has to do with the fact that if you are not eating foods that are good for your body and nobody can argue that, as you said, fruits and vegetables, a plant-based, I'm not saying vegan, I'm saying plant-based on purpose, that that is going to be healthy. Water is healthy for you. Exercise is healthy for you. This is nothing new. It's not like you and I are coming out and saying this. And so nobody should be getting pissed at me for saying that. But what I will say is the reason I don't believe in the body positivity movement is because we are so focused on the external body that we forget about the health internally and we forget about the mind and it becomes this whole, I am the body. And at the end of the day, you are not the body. Nobody is our body. You were born with a body. You will die with that same body, but it will look different every single year of your life. You know, I don't know. I get super like, because I think the reason I get so, so going on this subject is Because I have so many people coming to me of, you know, like, oh, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. And I say, okay, why? Why do you want to lose weight? Well, because, you know, I want to feel better in my clothes. Okay, so why don't you focus on that? Why don't you focus on the, I want to feel more confident in myself. I want to feel better in my clothes. I want to have more energy. Because those are way different reasons than I want to lose weight. You know, that's, and I think that's Mm -hmm. where the body positivity movement is missing. And the same as like any sort of movement, like the strong is the new sexy movement. It's like, well, that's great. But like, also for me personally, like you said, like I'm in a place, I have the best body I've ever had. I'm the oldest I've ever been. I'm 32. I have the best body. I work out four days a week. I do yoga, run, like I do whatever it is that feels good that day. I don't stress about things. And the key of it, of having the best body, the best skin, the best sleep, the best happiness, like literally the best of everything is that it's all been reshaped in my mind that I focus on how I want to feel every day versus how I want to look. So it's not strong as the new skinny. It's not I'm trying to be skinny. It's that I'm trying to be happy and fulfilled every day. And I think that's where all of these movements, not just the body positivity, but like strong is the new sexy or like whatever they are, that's where they're missing it is that it's so focused on the body rather than how you want to feel. And when you focus on how you want to feel, that is where ultimate lasting change happens. And just like you said, that's when you get the body you want is when you stop focusing on the very thing you want, ironically. Yes, exactly. A hundred percent. It's like our society's obsession with food is killing us. You know, it's making us obsessed. And, you know, I know at the same time, we both have our health plans, but that's also different because it's like a lot of people just don't know what to do and where to go. And a lot of the time, a lot of people like following a plan. And if it's not super duper restrictive and and it's, you know, it's integrated into more of a lifestyle change, I think that's so positive. Um, But yeah, at the end of the day, like it's with every big movement, it's like the more 
focus you put on it, the bigger it gets. And like society loves to go to extremes. So the body positivity thing, it started off as something really great and refreshing where it's like, you know what, I'm going to love myself and not feel the need to like edit my photos. And that's, I'm going to be empowered by that. And then that's now turned into this big snowball effect of like, you know, having a 600 pound person on a magazine cover, (laughs) promoting that to, yeah, promoting that to the world as being okay. And, you know, listen, I I struggle because it's like, yes, you should love yourself at any size because you are you and you should love yourself enough to, to be healthy, as I was saying before. But, you know, it's it's not right in my opinion. And there's this whole controversy on this. And I don't know if you're listening right now, hating us or agreeing <laughs> with us, but you know, this huge controversy, it's like, I think it, just like a anorexic model should not be on the front cover of a magazine. Somebody that's morbidly obese shouldn't either. Okay. It's like, you should want, we, we want society to be promoting health because health is wealth. And, you know, the biggest cause of death in in America, you know, I know that for sure is obesity related uh, issues, right? And diseases. And it's like, why why would we be promoting smoking if it causes as many deaths, you know, even less deaths per year? Like, we just we should be promoting health as a whole. Right. Well, and it it goes to this thing that like, I'm so passionate. And I, I'm starting to talk about it more. But it's like, you know, what is, what is health? Because everyone has a different definition. And every time I work with a client, I ask them, first thing I ask them, do you think that your diet's healthy? Without a doubt, 100% of people say, yeah, it is. And then we start to get down into it and they think it's healthy based on what they know. And so where I'm starting to see, you know, the mark is going wrong is that there's no set definition of what health is which is why you have to find what it is for yourself. And that's why you and I both have eating plans. Like, yes, I have a detox. I have a five-day detox. And the reason that I'm so uberly passionate about that and also my my meal prep book is because it's giving people a structure. And like, even I, I do my detox as often as I can because I love taking the thinking out of it. But the whole point of it is that it's a balanced diet. There's, it's no restriction. It's no nothing. It's you know five meals a day for five days with balanced macros of your carbs, fats, proteins. And and I know yours are the same of that. And it's like in that sense, we start to get over this thing of like, okay, I'm I'm healthy, but everyone's definition of health is different. And what I'm also seeing, and you know where actually I'd say where I'm seeing another like missing mark is that people are not, they're so focused on the food, the exercise, like people now spend $25 to go to a soul cycle class for 45 minutes. And it's like, at the end of the day, the food you eat has nothing to do with the food you eat. So I'll repeat that. The food you eat has nothing to do with the food you eat, which means every single piece of food you put in your body is not being done because you are thinking of it. It's being done because there's some 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 subconscious. Sorry, I got that little word tangle. A subconscious belief that says I need to eat this because it's good for me, or I'm not going to eat that because it's boring. And so I think that the way that we we change health is that we need to start labeling what we call food as toxic food, and we need to start calling healthy food just food. So it's like anytime you, you know, you say, oh, this is healthy, immediately people's reaction is like bland, boring, salad, cardboard. Whereas, you know, people start thinking of like, 
ribs and steak and French fries and potatoes and all these things that are deep fried, like that that's food. No, that should be called toxic food. That shouldn't even be called food. So the things that we call food are not really food. And that's why that's ultimately why we're having the biggest problem in society and and where we need to make a change. But like as an individual Mm -hmm. basis, yeah. Like what does it mean to be intuitive and healthy eating like with yourself? It means if you're not hungry, don't eat. It means eat things that make you feel vibrant and energetic each day. Don't eat before bed if you know it's not going to make you fall asleep. Don't eat first thing in the morning a Pop-Tart if you know that you're going to be hungry an hour later. Like We've gotten so disassociated with how we feel and then the body positivity and all these other movements. I'm not just blasting that, but like all of them are like, I'm going to look lean and healthy or I'm going to be content because I am overweight. And it's like, we're forgetting that it's based on each person as an individual and nobody can tell you how you're going to feel when you follow a certain diet. Nobody. And, and it's, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just, Oh man, I get frustrated, but also I love the conversations because I think that, you know, we're getting Mm -hmm. to this place where we need to have these conversations more and more because obviously nothing is working. And I say that because the calm app is calm app is now valued at a billion dollars. The health and wellness industry is in the trillions of dollars. And yet obesity is going up. Suicide is going up tenfold. Depression is going up. Anxiety is going up. And I have all the statistics somewhere, but it's like, there's something that's not happening. If depression, anxiety, insomnia, suicide, all of those are going up while at the same time, health and wellness is going up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to talk about uh, before, okay, I do also want to talk about food because I want to yes. know all about your principles with health and everything, but I also want to talk about manifesting yes. and yes. how your thoughts are a reflection of your world and like all that good stuff as well. So maybe let's wrap up on the food and yes. weight and body topic and then get into that because I just want to pick your brain. Oh I, like, I'm so fascinated. Yes, and probably better because I could go on. I People will probably either love or hate me by the end of this because of my little rant there. So <laughs> To those of you I pissed off, I'm sorry. I still love you. <laughs> Ditto. It's fine. I think a lot of the girls listening to this podcast, like I'm very controversial with a lot that I speak about. So yeah, I think I think they're on our our wavelength. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think we're all we're all allowed to have our different opinions, and you know, everyone's entitled to their own um, you know action and and thought process. Yes. So you know, that's that's just disclaimer. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. Please, okay, so and now we move on. Yes, part two. <laughs> So tell me what, cause you coach a lot of women to lose weight and you know, I find it so fascinating transformations and this is kind of what my whole brand is about mental, physical transformations. And I just want to know, like, you know, of course we were just talking about the mental aspect of weight loss, but to get healthy, to get your best body, your most healthy and vibrant and toned and healthy and happy body, what do you suggest your clients um, eat? What do you eat in a day? You know, what, what what's your experience with plant-based? Like I'm eating more and more plant-based these days. I'm not 100% plant-based, but I know you have a whole, um, you know, opinion on this. I'd love to hear it all. Sure. So my number one tip for people is count colors. That's it. If you go to my page, you see it is vibrant and colorful. And the reason being that when you go back to earth, 
right? And you start looking at plants and the sky and the trees and flowers, and you see all of these vibrancy of pinks and yellows and blues and purples and oranges and reds. And, you know, the sky is different shades of blue. And then it goes to the sunset. When you think about even the sunset, we love the sunset because it's colorful. So we innately as human beings love color. And that is because color represents living things and vibrancy. And so the easiest way to change your life without having to ever diet is to count colors. And that is because each color has, and actually just posted something on this today, each color has a different phytonutrient, meaning that it's going to help with something different in your body. So you have the different color groups that, you know, represent the, uh, I mean, the, the reds and the blues and the greens. And so why we need to do that though, for example, is that the greens are really good in preventing cancer, right? The reds have lycopene. And so suddenly you, and and like oranges have beta carotene. So suddenly you're taking out like, oh, I need to eat this because it's quote unquote healthy. When you shift it and you focus to like, you know, the blues and the purples that they assist in memory function. Well, okay. You know, sweet potato, purple. Why don't I eat that? Or I mean, sorry, not sweet, like the purple sweet potatoes. Or why don't I have like, cabbages or Brussels sprouts, because yeah, they help like break down the cancer chemicals in the body, things like that. So that's my number one tip because it's literally so easy to follow. So when, and that's you, you predominantly start to go plant-based when you do that. And then I always say, if you want chicken and eggs and meat and like whatever else you want, that's fine. As long as you have three colors on your plate, at least two meals a day. So that's that's where I start. I don't even talk about people's diets. I don't I don't care if you're keto, paleo, vegan, raw, like literally whatever you are. If you put three colors on your plate starting, starting even with just one meal a day, you will naturally start to feel more energy. You'll have less cravings and it becomes this snowball effect where you don't actually do anything. The other thing with that is you have to make as little disruption as possible to your diet and your lifestyle. So if I were to go and tell you, well, you know, now you're not allowed to have red wine, you can't have cheese, you must eat this, you can't eat that, you would do it for about a week and then you would stop doing it because it's very disruptive to the lifestyle you live. So in order to make a change and actually see it as a lasting change rather than these bad diets, you have to do things that are minimal disruption. So it'd be like, okay, well, I know that I'm never hungry for breakfast. So then I would go and say, well, what time are you eating dinner? If you're eating dinner at least two hours before bed, I would shift that to three hours. So you wake up hungry. On my end, I don't eat breakfast. I fa- I pretty much fast until lunch. And that's just because I, I find that I, when I eat two big meals, I have far more energy throughout the day, but that's also taken me a lot of years to experiment. And and that's changing with the season. Sometimes like when I do my detox, it's different and I end up eating, you know, the five meals a day. So it's being very in tuned with the seasonality as well, because like in winter, you need more cooked things because it's cold out. You need more grounding foods. In summer, the body needs more raw things because they have more, more hydration, more water, and they cool you down. So, I mean, yeah, like honestly count colors and just start to think about like after each meal, how do you feel? 
Do you feel energetic or do you feel heavy and tired? If you feel heavy and tired, is it something that you know was healthy and maybe you just had too much of? Or is it something that you're like, no, like legit, I had pizza, I don't feel good. And that's not to say it's bad. That's just to say, we try to shift it back to the colors and then it becomes a little bit easier. And like, I still drink wine all the time. I drink beer. I have pizza. I eat cheese. I do all the like quote unquote bad things. And that's because there's so much balance and I do it out of love. I never do it out of restriction. So then I binge. It's like, you know, I just celebrated my boyfriend's birthday and he wanted beer and pizza. I was like, all right, cool. Great. And there was no sort of judgment or guilt based on it because I did it out of love in a meal with someone else. So that was a lot. I hope that all made sense. <laughs> yes, hundred uh, percent makes so much sense, and I love that a lot. So, what do you think? Because I know you used to be, I think, hundred percent plant based. Like, hey everyone, sorry for interrupting today's episode with Nikki Sharp. I hope you're enjoying it. I quickly wanted to get on here and tell you a little bit about today's sponsor, which is Skillshare. You guys have heard me talk about Skillshare so many times. You know, I love learning. I know you guys love to learn as well because you are a podcast listener. And, you know, I think it's always an amazing time to take on a new skill, to learn something new, to really just high level yourself. If you want to get out of a rut, if you want to stay creative or get more creative, if you want to get back into an old passion, or just learn something new and expand your brain. Skillshare is something that you're really going to be interested in. So Skillshare is actually an online learning community for the creator and all of us. They have thousands and thousands of classes in photography, creative writing, to design, productivity, and more. Their classes are on demand, so you can literally learn at your own pace. So get inspired, join a class, and create something you love. You know, I personally have done the productivity classes. Lately, I've been looking at the uh, marketing classes because I'm working with that new company that you guys know about. So I want to learn a little bit more about marketing. So I've been learning a bit about that there. And, you know, I, I love learning new things because I feel like, A, it makes me so much better in conversation. Like, when I'm meeting new people, I feel like really a lot more confident about topics that I talk about if I'm learning constantly new things and I, I feel more, you know, there, there's just so much more to connect with others about when you know more, right? So I want to know as much as I can. I want to learn as much as I can. I want to be as creative as I can and Skillshare can help you do that too. Trust me, I actually use this. I don't promote anything that I don't use. Um, but if you want to join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and you, if you want to get two months for free, guys, two months for free, you can do that when you sign up at Skillshare.com forward slash MP from Mimi B Podcast. If you want to get two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free, if you want to get started today, you can go to Skillshare.com forward slash MP to sign up. And that is Skillshare.com forward slash MP. Go do it, guys. I'm telling you, it is so worth it. And who doesn't like free stuff? Seriously. All right. Now back to today's episode with Nikki. 
Yes, hundred uh, percent makes so much sense. And I love that a lot. So what do you think? Cause I know you used to be, I think hundred percent plant-based. Like I think the more plant-based I go, the more like fruit and more carby stuff that I, I eat, like more like lentil pasta or whatnot. Like, what do you think about healthy carbs and like how much fruit is too much fruit um, with like the sugar content and what's your view on all of that? Yeah. Oh God. I, do you know my least favorite question when people ask me about sugar content and fruit, fruit is from anything from the earth, eat in abundance. That's all I say. If it was grown on this planet from a tree, from a bush, from the ground, eat it in abundance, right? The moment it starts to get processed, like olive oil or coconut oil should not be eaten in abundance because it was then processed by a man-made machine or, you know, hand press, that sort of thing. But fruits, even if you start quote unquote binging on fruits, there's so much before the body will say, no, we're done. I don't want any more. Right. And within that, I, I personally do not believe that you can have too much fruit. I don't, but if you're eating too much fruit or when you're eating, let's say lots of fruit, and then that triggers you that you feel guilty. And then you go and have a candy bar, for example. Well, was it the candy bar that was too much sugar or was it the fruit? Or did you feel energetic after the fruit? It goes back to that question. Did you feel energetic? But really when I say plant-based, I am saying, was it grown on this planet? And did we have to touch it and modify it in order? If we did not touch it, if it is literally one ingredient, like lentils, one ingredient, quinoa, one ingredient, black beans. And like, for me, I love black beans. They are the only food on the planet have that have the protein to fiber ratio. They have 15 grams of protein and fiber per one cup. No other food on the planet has that meaning that it's going to help you use the toilet, go poop, cleanse your digestive system. At the same time, we'll giving you the protein that your bones need. So in that sense, there's really not too much of the plant-based stuff you can have. It's when we start going outside of that, like cheese, we have to make cheese. That is not a naturally occurring thing. I love cheese. I can't eat it all the time because I do get bloated from it. But it's also knowing that the food quality of what you're eating, it is far more important to eat quality over quantity. So for me, if I eat cheese in America, I don't feel good. But if I eat cheese in Europe, I'm actually fine because they they put so much quality into the, the process of making it, for example. So I'm a big believer in plant, not, and I, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying vegan. I am saying plant-based, meaning things that were grown on or in the planet. Anything outside of that, like let's say you eat bread, you want to eat bread. Well, cool. That's great. Eat the best quality bread you can that has five ingredients from an artisanal bakery or from a farmer's market. So when, you, when you're eating food, try to find it locally. Try to things that have less than five ingredients. Do not buy foods that are on sale. That's never in my book a good idea. Don't buy things that typically have the calories listed. Like you can't go to a supermarket and find the calories on a banana doesn't happen. Same with an apple typically, right? But you can go and find the calories on your Twinkie, right? Or, and I'm just, you know, throwing random things out there, but it's the, the less packaging something has, the better it is for you. And then you can eat it in abundance. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. And you know what? Last year I was like so low carb and it just didn't work for me. And I was like scared of fruit. And like, so the past like 12 months, I've been really reincorporating a lot more into my diet. And like, it started as like, you know, smaller amounts of like berries and whatever. And now I'm having like banana, this, that. And it's so crazy because I, I literally used to be scared of it. And it's it like, that's when I wasn't losing weight too. Cause I was just like, so stressed right. all the time and working out way too hard. And I was just like, so freaking hungry all the time. It was just a really negative cycle. And now it's like, yeah, if I feel like an apple and a banana, like let's do it. But um, I feel like if I eat, like from my personal experience these days, maybe because I'm not used to having so much yet. But if I eat like more than three pieces of fruit in like one serving, I kind of get a headache. Mm, weirdly. I don't know if that's just because I'm not used to it yet. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I've never really heard that about a headache per se, but like, do you have smoothies? Uh, yeah, but it's more like if I eat, like if I have like, well, this, I don't do this like that often, but like if I have like, a mango, banana, and apple all together. Like right. sometimes I'll get like a sugar rush and a headache. Right. And so like in that case, then, it, you know, like that's being intuitive with your body to say, okay, I don't feel good with that. And that could be for different reasons. Like how quickly you're eating it. Like here's the thing with smoothies. And the reason I ask it is because so many people are like, oh, I don't want to eat too much sugar. And, but then they go and get these smoothies from like Jamba Juice or they make them themselves and they put a banana and an apple and they put some spinach. And then some spirulina and bee pollen and goji berries and then like whatever and protein powder. And, and the thing is the body itself can't tolerate that much food that's being mixed. And it's not only that, it's already pre-mixed and it's pre-chewed. So we end up eating far more sugar and far more things and quicker. So our body has a hard time digesting it. So like smoothies, I'm a fan of, but keeping it to a minimal minimal amount of ingredients. Um, but yeah, it's like, and, and like for that with, with smoothies as well is you should never, ever have a smoothie in less than 15 minutes because you have to think about the time it takes you to chew every single piece of food. That's how long it should take for a smoothie. Whereas people just like down them and then they wonder why they're hungry. They wonder why they get bloated, they, you know, all these different things. And it's like, well, that's because your body, it's already pre-chewed first off and your body needs to, you know, like adjust to the amount of liquid and, and that sort of thing. And like food coming in and that, that surge of nutrients. But then it's also, yeah, it, it can be, let's say like the, the sugar, um, the sugar spike. And that's why, like, for example, bulletproof coffees, that's why they, they did so well is because you took caffeine and then you put it with fat, which meant that the fat now had a receptor to carry the caffeine through the bloodstream, meaning that it didn't spike your, your blood sugar. And so there's different ways for like, you should always have a fat when you're having a smoothie. For example, you should always have a fat if you're having caffeine, if you don't want to get that rush and then the, the downfall. So, and I, I don't want to confuse people because I'm trying to unconfuse people, but it's like, I don't know, nutrition should not be so confusing. Like it's, it frustrates me that it's so confusing actually. And it's because it's not, it really shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I know a hundred percent. And I love, love a good bulletproof coffee. Um, yeah, a hundred percent. I love everything you say and I'm, I agree with it all. Like it, we just have to uncomplicate things, go back to what we know for sure. And that is plant 
foods, you know, if you're really craving some meat or egg or whatever, like get high quality stuff, like it's really about the quality. Um, So I I totally just agree with all of that. Um, We have a few minutes left. I really just want to pick your brain on the manifesting part of things because I know you're so into that and I'm so into that too. What are your top manifesting tips and how have you manifested certain things in your life? I love it. Well, I, I work with clients. I have this thing called the dream binder. That is like the, it, it really takes someone who wants to dramatically change their life for the good because it's, it's a very powerful tool. And you know, this, like when you start to manifest things come true so quickly and every single thing I've ever asked for has come true. Every single thing, like to the point of the relate, my guy, I found my guy that I've been manifesting for four years and I, and it was just that like, holy shit moment. He's here. And I've manifested this. Um, I would say, so my biggest tips for manifesting though, is you have to get it down on paper and you have to get very clear. It's kind of like when you're asking someone at work, you know, can I have some paper? It's like, well, what does that mean? Do you want a piece of paper? Do you want a whole punch paper? Do you want single filed paper? Do you want like how many pieces? But when you get clear and you say, Hey, can I have one piece of paper from the printer? It's like, Oh yeah, I know what to deliver now. And so, and because then on the other side, if you just say, Hey, can I have some paper? And maybe you just, you don't even care. You want any paper to write on. But if you really, let's say you really wanted a piece of, and this is just a really random analogy I'm giving, but let's say you wanted a piece of printer paper, blank, nothing on it. But you say, Hey, can I have a piece of paper? And someone gives you, you know, a little sticky pink notepad. It's like, well, that's not what I wanted. Okay. That's the way that the universe works. The more clear you get, the easier it is for the universe to deliver exactly what you want. So if you're just saying, you know, I want a relationship, I want a boyfriend, I want a girlfriend, I want to meet my husband, I want to meet my wife. Well, that's, that's cool. But (laughs) the universe doesn't know what to give you when you say that. And so I always start clients off. I mean, the, the way that I do it is first, you have to find out what your greatest fears are because your fears are always, and this is the process that I, I run people through, but your fears are always blocking you from getting what you want. So you can sit there and manifest all day long and you know you can get clear and write it down and really say, I want that white piece of paper. But if you still have the fears, then those like, I don't deserve the white piece of, and again, this is like such a strange analogy I'm giving, but it's like, you know, I it's love so, it. I love so it. random, right? But it's like, if you don't get rid of the fears and the fears are the subconscious beliefs that we don't know, that's why you need someone to guide you through it. And hence why I love my program so much. But outside of that, it's like, you have to write it down, get very clear. So for example, my, my boyfriend, I got so directly clear on what he looks like, how he acts, his values, how he treats me, how he treats his family, the sort of money he makes, the job he has, how we act together, who I need to be in the relationship how I will feel when we're together. And so once all of those were laid out, when I met him, I was able to distinguish and see, oh, I asked for exactly the white piece of paper and it's been delivered to me. And at that point, it's Mm -hmm. beautiful. When you're given what you want, it's the greatest feeling on earth, but there's, there's multiple steps in order to get it. And so getting very, very, very clear in what you want 
is the first step and not getting like, you have to get clear on what you don't want. So you like, let's say you're trying to manifest a relationship. Yeah. Write down what I don't want in a partner, what I don't want in a relationship and then write down what I do want. And you have to write down the values of the person who, who do you need to become in order to get what you want? And I think that's where the biggest manifesting problems happen is people can sit down and, you know, write, Oh, I want this amazing person. I want this job, this career. It'll be great. I'll make all the money and I'll be able to buy the house and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, we forget to say, who do I need to become in order to get those things? And that's, that's the, the secret sauce for manifesting. Mic drop. That is literally <laughs> so good. Who do you need to become to have those things? And that's that's the biggest thing of all. That uh, it really is. And to get there, I always, you know, I always say to my audience, like, act as if. That's been so powerful for me. Just like acting as if I'm already where I want to be. Like, and that's like such a powerful form of of manifestation as well. Like, who am I right now in this moment? Am I the kind of person that's attracting this? epic relationship, like this amazing opportunity, this big paycheck, this, 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 and it, it just really helps and, and works and just, you know, works on your subconscious a lot to change those limiting beliefs that we've had, you know, our entire lives. So that is just an amazing way to end off. Honestly, Nikki, I wish we could chat for ages. I'm going to, I want you to come Done. on again. Done. Like I know the audience <laughs> is going to love you Done. and we need to do like a whole podcast on just oh, the manifesting God. bit. Like, I mean, what like what I would so love from this offer. is when people listen, send over your biggest questions and let's do another round and just answer everyone's questions. 100%. Please, guys, go DM Nikki and I and we'll try to book in another one. Nikki, where can everyone find you? Uh, Nikki Sharp, N-I-K-K-I-S-H-A-R-P on Instagram, my website, all the, I mean, literally all the places. And yeah, like come say hi and let me know that you, you came from the podcast. Like I... I love connecting with new people. I love hearing your stories and yeah, come say hi. Yeah. You guys need to check out her Instagram. She has like the most amazing page and so inspirational and just colorful and gorgeous and just very good vibes. Love it. Well, thank you. This was so beautiful. What a, what an awesome conversation to have.